welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 11, all about Naples. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week we are sponsored by Knock Around Sunglasses. Knock Around Sunglasses are affordable and stylish sunglasses. And you know, living in the Sunshine Sunshine State, you need your shades. Knock around sunglasses are practical, stylish, high quality. I have a pair of their polarized sunglasses and I love using them for getting out on the water. So check out their fun mix of frames and lenses or create your own custom shades. You can go to floridatravelpod.com slash knock around to start shopping. So this week we're going to go into Southwest Florida again and talk about Naples and we have our return guest Harmony Skillman. Harmony who came on with us last week and gave us a beautiful, wonderful, informative overview all about Southwest Florida. But before we talk about Naples, let's go into our Florida tip of the week. Uh, since we talk a lot about the beach here in Florida, uh, Christina, have you ever heard of sand-free towels? I have. You have? Aren't they cool? Yes, I own one, only one, though. Oh, you need to get some more. I love our sand-free towels because the sand doesn't stick to the towel. It's rapid dry. It's ultra absorbent. Um, the ones I have are from a company called Tessellate. Uh, that's T-E-S-A-L-A-T-E, but they fold down super compact and they I just keep it in my car year round. So whenever I end up at the beach, I have a towel. It's or, like the baby powder for towels. It is. Oh, yes, it is because it brushes right oh. off. That's perfect. Okay. Well, um, you know, since we're talking about towels and sand at the beach, I have another tip for you. What is it? Don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> This week, we're pleased to welcome back Harmony. Um, if you didn't listen into last week's episode, make sure you catch that. But Harmony and I met during a blogger bash in St. Pete, Florida. And uh, even though she is from um, Long Island, New York, she comes to Florida quite a bit. And she spent her entire summer last summer in um, in Southwest Florida area. So she's here to tell us all about Naples. Welcome back, Harmony. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. So this week we want to talk, we want to go a little bit more in depth and talk about Naples. So tell us a little bit about your experience in Naples, what you love there, even what you don't love about Naples. Well, yeah, last week we talked about the Southwest Florida region in general. And so Naples would be the southernmost town in that region. Um, it's a big area geographically. So when you talk about Naples, there's there's North Naples, and this goes all the way down to uh, the Marco Islands area. But there also is a cool sort of downtown area in Naples, so we can talk about all those all those things. Again, very far south in Florida, and there is a very tiny airport in Naples. I, I don't know if it's just for like private planes or people's uh, private jets. Oh well, <laughs> it might have be. A private jet, <laughs> <laughs> you might need to fly into the Southwest Florida airport. And then as we talked about last week, you would definitely need to rent a car because you're going to be driving about 30 to 60 minutes south of the airport, depending on where exactly you're staying in the Naples area. Okay. That, I mean, but that's not bad. And yeah, rent, we talked about renting a car and what you might need in Southwest Florida, but I really want to hear, I love downtown areas. I really want to hear about the downtown Naples area. 
So there's kind of two main drags that would constitute the downtown Naples. So there's Fifth Avenue, which would run east to west. And then there's third, I don't know if it's third street or third Avenue that runs north south. Okay. And so your fifth Avenue is kind of characterized by lots of restaurants, different kinds of shops, I guess some sort of nightlife during non pandemic times, cool places to go in the evening. And then uh, third, Ave, third, I guess it's third street. They kind of say have a, has a lot of art galleries and is a little more artsy. And there's also some cool restaurants and bars down there as well. So Harmony, tell me a little bit about some of the restaurants and the art galleries downtown. That sounds amazing. Well, I have to say I haven't been to too many of the art galleries, but I have to put that on my list for next time. Um, I will mention some restaurants that my family likes. Um, this summer, my daughter just became enamored with this place called Hobnob Kitchen, which is one of those perfect places that has, you know, a kid's menu and is family friendly, but has sophisticated things, plates and cocktails for grownups. And it's a really large restaurant, but they did have some outdoor seating. So a good place to social distance. Um, if you're looking for a really good breakfast, my daughter and I had a wonderful meal at Jeans on 3rd. That's kind of a one of the always on the list of best of Naples you can sit in a garden oh it's a that sounds lovely yeah it's beautiful it's a breakfast lunch place and great mother-daughter date too totally um the, I've noticed this summer that Floridians do not like to eat outside in the summer no because so. I think we realize it's hot that's what I call our indoor season you know you all have it up there in the north when it's cold and wintry and you stay inside I usually stay inside in the summer and, um, you know, sometimes there's bugs in the summer as well. So That's true, but it does, it, it was nice because during COVID 2020, we were able to, you're able to dine outdoors at most places in Naples. So it'd be a good place if you're thinking of an upcoming trip and you're concerned about indoor dining. Yeah, that is great to mention. And, you know, we are recording when we are still under some travel restrictions. Um, restaurants here in Florida are open. Outdoor dining is always open. And um, but if you want to be a little socially distant from everybody, which I don't blame you, because sometimes I don't like people. <laughs> and so it's a great way to look for those outdoor dining uh, recommendations. So yeah, you so you said hobnob and uh, what was the kitchen place? Jeans on third. Jeans is, on third. Is the uh, breakfast space. Okay, yeah. And again, with many of these places, especially in the winter months, you definitely want to make reservations. Okay. Because oh, the winter months are the busier time. That's our year. snowbird season. Yeah, we talked about that back on our Sanibel episode that um, sometimes what you might think of as the busy season in summer is not the same um, here in Florida. It is a little bit busier in the winter when all of those northern retirees come spend their summers or with their winters here, which, you know, this winter, I can't blame them. So what else can you do downtown Naples? Well, you can walk to the beach if you'd like. It is close okay. to the beach. Be a little longer walk or a short drive if you have a, a car. There are some beaches that are right off where the downtown area is. There's a Naples Pier, which is kind of cool. Be a beautiful place to go for a sunset. Oh, that sounds amazing. Also, very popular with the the fisher folks. Um, I guess that's where all the good fish are. And it's kind of cool because if you walk halfway out the pier, there's actually a little uh, concession stand where you can get some food and and alcohol and drinks. Nice. And <laughs> good mention of the alcohol. Uh, yeah, so that 
that's a great place then to go grab some food, grab some drinks, sit on the pier, watch the sunset or head back onto the beach. And but you could have parked downtown, maybe spent the whole day downtown and walk to the pier. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a lovely, relaxing day. Then maybe peruse the shops or like we mentioned, the art galleries. I find there's lots of good, uh, if you like Florida type merchandise, there's great shops for that where everything's flamingoed and pink. And I love looking at that kind of stuff, little t-shirt shops and just fun little Florida finds. That's perfect. Do you have any, do you happen to know the names of any of the stores off the top of your head or? I'm I'm picturing it in my head on Fifth Avenue. But the other thing I was going to say, if you're in that downtown area, you're also could walk a little further uh, east and there's this other cool place called Tin City, which okay. also has a bunch. I know it's got a strange name and it's got a bunch of restaurants and fun shops. And there's a really great shop in there called the Naples Soap Company. And again, I'm going back to Florida soon. And that's definitely going to be on my list because I've used up all the products that I bought this summer and I need to replenish. <laughs> that's so funny because Naples Soap. We'll talk a little bit more about them because they're actually our featured product of the week this week. No, no way. Oh, is. I had no idea you would mention that. And that's brilliant. I love that you brought that up. So can I put in a plug for the bath sake? Just, uh, just get it. it. It will change your life. It's bath amazing. Sake. Um, yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds incredible. That's so great. I love it. Um, anything else like in the downtown Naples area? Well, as we talked about on the other podcast about Southwest Florida in general, there is a theater there, a live action theater. I'm not sure if they're having performances right now because of everything going on, but I understand they're building a new theater. And I'm not sure if that is downtown or somewhere close to that area. So I think they're bringing a little more of that live performing arts. I love it. because Yeah, because the art 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 scene seems to be pretty uh, popular in Naples. There's a beautiful botanical garden and the zoo. So there's those kind of cultural things. But I think what they need is that live theater to bring some of the shows to that region. And I'm sure we'll we'll take a look at that. Or maybe Harmony, when you go down there, you can do a little research for us and report back on the theater in Naples. Because yeah, yeah we, I'll check it out. Maybe you can put it in the notes for the show. We definitely will. We love theater here. So we're happy to hear about it wherever it happens. And yes, I know theater is a little weird because that's an indoor area and you don't necessarily want to be too close to other people. But uh, theater will come back. And of course, if you're listening in the future, I mean, go check out all of the local theaters in Naples. So uh, anything else um, in the downtown Naples area before we move on to other things nearby in Naples? There's also a cool looking inn there called the Inn on Fifth, which if you want to visit this area, maybe you're more of an urban person and you don't want to stay on the beach and you want to stay in a cool hip area and be able to walk a lot of places and probably wouldn't need a car. This hotel intrigues me. I'm following them on social and I definitely want to, I need to check it out because it looks like something I would like maybe have to stay a night there. I think that sounds like a great idea, but well, also what a great way to, you could split your vacation. So if you've only got a week, you could spend three days or four days at the Inn on Fifth and downtown and explore all the culture and all the great dining and then go spend another four days directly on the beach, right? That sounds like a great, great vacation. Yeah, that's, I, we talked about that. Um, we have a St. Petersburg episode coming up and we talked about how you could split both the downtown and the beach. You don't have to stay 
in one hotel, even if you don't have a car, I mean, it just takes an Uber to get from one place to another. Right. So, right. You'd have like a totally different kind of experience and yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. So again, we'll have to, Harmony, you're going to have to report back on the in on fifth, the next time you're in Naples and share with some of our uh, listeners and our followers. For sure. Um, and so speaking of followers, we, you know, you can always follow Florida travel pod at the Florida travel pod. You can follow harmony at mama to go. Uh, we'll go definitely more in depth where they can find you, but harmony always has some great Florida tips on her social media. So check her out. Uh, what else downtown Naples? Well, if you go slightly south of uh, downtown or over to tin city, that's where you can pick up a lot of the cool boat tours that are available. Um, we've done both the daytime ones and sunset ones. That sounds amazing. Tell us more about the boat tours. Well, the cool thing about, I'm sorry, when you leave from that area, you can, um, the boats will sail through this area called Port Port Royal. Okay. And this is where the homes are millions of dollars and where all of the celebrities have second, third, fourth homes. And the boats, (laughs) you you get to basically drive by the backs of these homes. and, And if you have a good narrator, which you probably will, will tell you all about the different anecdotes of whose house it is and who, you know, how much they bought it for. It, it's incredible. And it'll make you totally wanderlust for um, just these beautiful mansions on the water. I mean, some of these boats that are parked in the back are bigger than my house. I can only imagine <laughs> this is this is like a whole nother way to do like that Hollywood tour where you get to see the Hollywood tour of homes. Come to Naples instead and get a, you know, water view tour of all the Hollywood homes. It's crazy. And most of the homes are, are no one lives there. There's someone's, you know, once or twice a year stopover. Oh, can you uh, imagine? There's a great story because we've done a few of the tours where there's a home, some, you know, big, big, very rich person owns it. And the only reason they bought the home is because they needed a dock big enough for their boat. Oh. So goodness. they just bought the house, you know, to have the boat dock. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so like docking in a marina. Let's just buy a whole house to have. Believe but- it or not. Oh, sorry. We took my kids on that tour, the daytime one. And I thought they were going to kind of be bored of it. And I knew it was something me and my parents wanted to do. But the kids loved it. They were fascinated by the homes. And then the daytime tours will take you out into the Gulf. So you go through the canals and see all these homes. And then when you get in the Gulf, you're pretty much going to see dolphins. It's it's almost a guarantee. The dolphins are everywhere. Um, we spent the summer there. You know, the first time you see the dolphins, you're so excited and you get your phone and you take pictures and videos. And then after a while, you're just like, oh, there's more dolphins. <laughs> dolphins you know, they're just everywhere. That's 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 so funny. I, I enjoy that because, yes, I love seeing the dolphins every time I'm out in the water. But you're you're probably right. Probably most Florida residents that live on the coast and live by the water, they're used to it. Right. But that's a great tip. However, that if you want to see dolphins and if you're coming from out of state or the center of the state, definitely take one of those boat tours because you're, like you said, you're almost guaranteed you're going to see some dolphins, right? Yeah. And then if you do the sunset tours, you'll kind of do the same uh, architecture tour to start. And then when you get up on the, when you get out to the Gulf, they'll time it. So it's around sunset and you can watch the beautiful sunset. And on that tour, you can bring your own food, your own dinner, your own wine, wine. and just really enjoy it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Sounds nice. Off the, you know, just out of curiosity, do you remember how much these sunset cruises usually cost? Well, I was actually just looking up the one that we did because I couldn't remember the name of the town that it was Port Royal. Okay. And um, it was, I think, 40 an adult and 20 a for our kids definitely make reservations um especially in the winter months as we talked about and they are limiting capacity right now we did it in the summer of 2020 so they're limiting i think they're only doing like half of what they normally can hold because of social distancing which is nice and yeah that's nice and you're not on a crowded boat you're not with a bunch of other people um and i think that price sounds about standard for any boat tour i actually think it sounds even less than some of the others i've seen before yeah, we really enjoyed it. It's definitely worth doing. That's fantastic. I, I love sunsets. I love the Gulf Coast just for that reason. <laughs> so this sounds this sounds like a place I need to go visit because those cruises, yeah, my kids would find that fascinating as well. Just to see how the other side lives, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we talked Sunset Cruise. We talked Naples. We talked the downtown area going south of Naples for that Sunset Cruise. What else in the Naples area can you tell us about? You know, as two other water things, as you go further south, closer to where you drive on to Marco Island, some things that we've done is the Manatee Tour, which we talked about in Southwest Florida, but definitely worth mentioning for Naples because I think with that warmer water, you have the best, a really good chance of seeing the manatees. Um, the captain who took us out said he's been doing this for many years and there's only been about five tours where they didn't see manatees. That's a pretty good odds then. Yeah, definitely. And then we how, also, oh, sorry. That's okay. How far was Marco Island from Naples? So from the airport, it's an hour. Okay. So depending where on Naples you are, it would be anywhere from, yeah, 30 to 40 minute drive. But that's a good day, you know, especially if you're going to do a tour like that. That's just a good day activity and an easy drive uh, to to get to. So that's good to know. When you did the Manatee tour, I just want to go back on that a little bit. A lot of times... Uh, especially in the central Florida and, and the central coastal areas, we, we hear a lot about the manatees, but we hear about them more in the winter because they come into the springs where the temperature is more consistent year round and it is actually warmer than the ocean water. So usually in places like Silver Springs and Crystal River, the manatees are there on uh, mass in January, February, March, but you were there in the summer at Marco Island and you saw manatees. Well, we did the manatees last year in January. Oh, because, okay. <laughs> and I signed up for the tour in January because I thought they were seasonal. But when I talked to the captain, he said, no, it's year round. They come in from the Gulf to eat to eat the freshwater seaweed. Oh. And so I guess they know where to see them. Um, like I said, he, he said he'd only been on, you know, a handful of tours that didn't see manatees and he does it year round. That's good to know. So I'm sure yeah. maybe you might see more in the wintertime, but you can definitely do this year round. So that's fantastic information to know because I w wouldn't have known. I know I've gone to some of the springs and yeah, you do see maybe one or two. Um, definitely in the winter, you tend to see more. That's good to know. So tell me a little bit more about Marco Island. So yeah, Marco Island is just a little south of Naples and it is an island. You go over a bridge to get there and um, it's just beautiful beaches. We, we had been there a long time ago, but went back this summer and really discovered, I mean, I, a beach that I tell people who want to go, you know, because I'm a travel agent, if they want to go somewhere Caribbean-like, but don't have passports or now with all these travel restrictions, 
I mean, Marco Island, I posted a picture and my um, travel agent colleague thought it was Jamaica. Wow. It, it was in Marco Island. It's the beaches there really do, it's that blue water. I think the water color is what makes the difference because it's that blue water and the, the white sands. It's just beautiful I and think, very easily accessible. If you're in Naples, you could totally do a day trip. I think that's really good to know. Just talking about Marco Island or even just things in Florida in general, you don't have to go to the Caribbean. You don't have to fly or get a passport. Uh, you mean, if you're within the Southeast region, you can easily drive to these places in a day and then, you know, spend a week here. And uh, Marco Island sounds amazing. How big is Marco Island? I think it's very big. I definitely want to stay over. Um, there's some some hotels, some of the big chain hotels have okay. resorts on the beach. Um, so saving up those resort points, those hotel <laughs> points. Good <laughs> plan. That could be another episode. <laughs> doing, I'm sure it is. We could talk all miles and points. Tips, yeah. tips on that too. So yeah, I am, I'm looking at a map right now and I do see where Marco Island is. And yeah, that doesn't look very far from Naples at all. And I've never, I've heard of it. I don't know much about Marco Island. So um, what else can you tell me about Marco Island? Well, I think it's a big boater area because okay. if, you, if you see on the map and maybe you can post this or a screenshot in the show notes, it actually isn't, it's an island, but it's a lot of canals. So I think you can also do some home rentals on the water, on the canals. Perfect. And we talk about boater, home rentals from time to time mm-hmm. too. That's a, that's a perfect way to explore something and be part of the neighborhood, right? Right. And then, you know, it's, it's a, it, w- there are like stores and publics and things, you know, when you drive onto the island. So it does feel like you have those creature comforts. I need to get back there and explore more of the dining because okay. I'm kind of curious about that. Um, we've only gone and gone to the beaches. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that though. Nothing either. Wrong with that. <laughs> I, I have to point out, I love that you have been here enough that you can talk about Publix just like it is your local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so like we said, Harmony is from New York. She's from Long Island, but she's here. You are like an honorary resident or your own very own version of a snowbird here, right? Yeah, making uh, <laughs> making snowbirding popular for the younger folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if I could do it now, I totally would. <laughs> well, who knows, with all the people starting to work from home and being location independent, I think those are things that might come up more as, you know, we check on past I agree. This, even past the pandemic. I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when things start returning to normal, what our new normal will be. So, you and know, the Floridians can come up and uh, you can stay in my house in, uh, in August. We'll house swap. <laughs> <laughs> Harmony, let's house swap. You can come down here since you like the Florida weather in the summer and I'll come stay at your house and... Um, okay. So Marco Island, um, I also have on here, I know a note for, um, and I not sure I can pronounce this right is Kiwaden Island. That I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. So another cool thing you can do from Marco Island is you can take a boat over to Kiwaden. So let me back up. So Kiwaden okay. Island is another Island in that area, but it is essentially uninhabited. There's what I heard, 13 self-sustaining dwellings, meaning they're on generators and wow. I'm not really sure how that works with the plumbing. But Talk about off the grid. Yeah, off the grid. And you can only 
access Kiwaden by boat. So there's no bridge, there's no driving, there's no cars. So if you have your own boat, as many people do, you could Uh, take it there. Or you can rent a pontoon. Okay. From in Marco Island, there's a place called Rose Marina that will rent them. And if you have like a larger-ish group, that might be a good option. What we did is we took the water taxi from Marco Island oh. through a company called Hemingway Water Shuttle. What and they a great were really idea. Great. Mm-hmm. So they take you over there. I don't know. It was like a 20-minute boat ride. Of course, we had to stop for the dolphins and take videos. <laughs> <laughs> They're dolphins. And then when you get there, yeah, there's it's like a long skinny island. So on one side, they call it the intercoastal. It's not the same one that you've talked about on the, on the East coast of Florida. That's where a lot of the boats park. And so we went on a Saturday because that fit our schedule and it was pretty busy. Um, You know, people come with their boats and they bring their grills and their, their pop-up tents and you know, all their beach stuff and kind of hang out. Well, that then, sounds, I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. And you had talked, I think we were talking offline about getting a pontoon boat and, um, and doing something like that. What a great way to grab your pontoon boat, fill it up with your grill and your food and your drinks for the day and go explore this uninhabited, well, barely inhabited island, right? Barely inhabited. Yeah. So, but if you don't have your own boat and you just want to take the water, sh- the shuttle, that was a great option too, because they bring you over and, um, then you can kind of set up your spot. We, we arrived, we were lucky we arrived. It was very low tide. So we could walk out so far and found the most beautiful shells, like the, uh, probably the best shells I've ever seen in Southwest Florida. Oh, that sounds amazing. Just perfect, beautiful buckets of them. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. <laughs> the shells are great. I'm not allowed. <laughs> so you have to bring some tips for Kuwait and you have to bring some receptacle to bring your shells home. Perfect. Um, you probably want to bring your own food. When we went on the weekend, there was a food boat. There was an ice cream boat. There was a bar boat. There was Fun. a boat selling merch. But I've heard on like during the week, especially, in the, you know, if it's not a holiday week, there might not have those, those amenities might not be there. So you want to bring what you need, waters and coolers and stuff. And there's no bathrooms. So oh. if that's a problem for you, you know, plan accordingly. <laughs> And so it might not be the best trip with like little ones kind of thing. And, um, but you have to bring your own garbage out. Okay. There's no garbage cans. That's, I mean, but that's good to know. I mean, you, like you said, you're, you're going to this pristine, barely inhabited, you know, perfectly beautiful island. Yeah. Prepare that maybe just spend an hour to go, go have a picnic, garbage in, garbage out, that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, but it still sounds, it sounds fun. Yeah, it was so unique. It was like nothing we've ever done. It was it was really special, and I definitely recommend checking that out if you're going to be in the Southwest Florida area. And you could always rent one of those boats that have the the bathrooms in it. Um, you, you know, like could. a cabin yeah. cruiser kind of boat. I'm sure there are boat rentals out there for the average citizen who doesn't need to buy a house to dock their boat. <laughs> so uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. So any other tips or um, things you want to tell us about the Naples area? Well, like I said, you know, the beaches are great, you know, if you're staying at a hotel or, or home rental that has a pool, great weather. But if you're looking for quote unquote things to do, and we kind of touched on this about Southwest Florida in general, um, there is a lovely botanical garden in the Naples area. It's 
a little bit in the south south naples area there's a great zoo there's a children's museum there's a water park for kids so there's definitely activities beyond just laying on the beach which <laughs> i could do all week on a vacation i could but. do that too and this this is why we're friends harmony uh, <laughs> but that is and we do want to explore obviously anything you can do beyond just the beaches and beyond the typical things you would do in florida so that you can, you know, our residents here in Florida can explore more and find the local things to do that, you know, that some of the treats in your own backyard, of course, and, and Naples might not be in my backyard, but it's certainly an easy drive that I could go down and visit. And I would definitely love to explore both the downtown and the beaches area. Right. You can be really active or you can be very, be very relaxed and we talked about on the last last episode, when we talked about Southwest Florida, we talked about the fact that you are close to the nature preserves. And um, we talked about, obviously, you can kayak, you can rent a boat, you can rent a paddleboard in these areas, but you can just drive a little ways inland and hit the Everglades, too. Yeah. So if you picture those um, fan boat tours where you wear the earmuffs, yep. it's very close to Naples, um, believe it or not. You don't have to go all the way to Miami for that. Exactly. Yeah. There's. Um, we talked about the fact that Everglades National Park and Big Cypress National Preserve are right there, right next to Naples. So, And they do have entrances into those national parks and there's roads that go through all of that. So you can just, if you're looking to get out in nature and see something vastly different than the beaches, right? Just those moving grasses. Have you done an airboat tour, Harmony? Yes, we did. We did. My kids were a little smaller. So it was about, I don't know, four or five years ago. And it was, I don't know, like less than an hour drive from where we were staying in North Naples. And you got to go down, explore the animal park, and then take the airboat tour and have lunch in Everglades City. So that was a really, the kids really liked that. That was definitely a fun did you see any alligators? We did. We did. Although the, I was, the driver suspiciously knew exactly where to find the alligators. <laughs> if you're going through all these, you know, mangrove tunnels and somehow he knew exactly where the alligator was going to be, but it was cool. It was right there. It was, and, and there are, I mean, alligators in Southwest Florida. We forgot to talk about that on the last episode. I mean, they are everywhere. Like I would go running in the morning and be like, there is an alligator right there. And it's a little scary, but definitely do not go in any, Freshwater, <laughs> right? Yeah, don't go <laughs> swimming. Don't go freshwater. But you, you still say you went running. You saw the alligator. They never bothered you, right? You don't bother them. No. They don't bother you. It's, it's. We're used to it here in Florida, and especially our South Florida and Southwest Florida residents know all about the alligators. But it's not something for the Northerners to be frightened of. Don't not come to Florida because of alligators because you would miss out on so many amazing things to do, right? Yeah, and you know what we didn't talk about in the Southwest Florida episode, and my husband always comes back to this, there's just the nature in that area is just so beautiful. The flowers, um, the birds, it's just very unique. And that just seeing the alligators does remind you that this you're in their home, and it's just a beautiful area. That's true. I think a lot of people don't realize how tropical, we're subtropical, but how tropical it can be here in Florida. And yes, we, we talked about the cold a couple times, but it obviously it gets very warm. So you have those amazing tropical flowers and that botanical garden, I'm sure showcases a lot of that too. Yeah. That, 
that's a good that's a good uh, outdoor activity and probably would be good for social distancing because you can just kind of go through with your group and it was very beautiful and I remember even the kids enjoyed it. That's great. So Harmony, tell us where we can find you. Sure. So my website is mama to go m o m m a t o g o dot com, and that's all my socials as well. So on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And I'd love to uh, hear your your all suggestions for things to do in Naples or Southwest Florida, things that we missed, because I will be going back there next week. And uh, yeah, follow, follow Harmony, check out all her socials uh, for all the exciting things she does all over, all over the world but a lot in Florida as well. So um, I'm so excited that you came on and uh, that you are here for our, um, for our Naples episodes. And now it's time for our Florida featured product of the week. Um, Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week, Hey, our featured product, we already gave you a preview. It's the Naples soap company. They offer the highest quality natural bath and body products that are not only beautiful, but more importantly, actually work. What was your favorite again, Harmony? The bath sake. It leaves your skin so nice when you come out of the tub. Ooh, that sounds lovely. This company was started because the founder and her daughter struggled with skin conditions like psoriasis and eczema. And so after searching and trying other products, she developed those natural products and opened the doors of this local company in 2009. How cool is that? We love finding local Florida companies. And uh, we invite you to visit them at the Naples Soap it's just naplesoap.com to shop or learn more about their natural skincare and pick up some of that sake. Bath sake. Bath sake. <laughs> Not, and, and maybe get yourself a bottle of sake to drink with the bath sake because, you know, we, we like, like a nice to, relaxing. We like to talk about drinking here once in a while on the Florida Travel Pod. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can find all of the things we talked about. Um, it, we Everything that we mentioned, we try to put in the show notes uh, in your favorite podcast player or visit floridatravelpod.com slash blog for the full details. Reach out to us on email by sending us an email to hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support the us by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover our content. Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. Our supporters will get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. Plus, we'll have a lot of surprises along the way. Your support allows us to give the best content from the Sunshine State. So that's it for this week. And on behalf of Christina, I'm Tanya. Stay sunny, everyone. Oh,